Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is brought to our church by our youth and media pastor, Robert Elliott. We hope that this message will be an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. Uh, if you would, grab your Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 uh, is where we're going to be at for the majority of today. Uh, and if you could follow along with me as we read through, uh, through that'd be great. Um, and, um, and so 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and on the screens uh, we're going to have here my, uh, just the title of our message. The title of the message is Entrusted, uh, and just really looking at the fact that uh, we are entrusted with the gospel and, uh, and how uh, God, God gives us the gospel, and we are, uh, we are entrusted with that to do some things with it. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that today. Uh, and so if you, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and grab them and stand with me. Uh, and on, on the screen, you'll, we'll have, if you don't have your Bible with you, it's okay. We can, uh, we can, uh, you can follow along on the screen as well um, as uh, we go through this. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 1, we'll read down to verse number 12. It says, For yourselves, brethren, I know our entrance in unto you, that it was not in vain. But even after that, we had suffered before and were shamefully entreated, as you know, at Philippi. Uh, We were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention, for our exhortation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanness, nor in guile. But verse number four, it says this, and where we're going to be focusing a lot of our attention today, it says, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. For neither at any time used we flattering words, as ye know, nor a cloak of covetousness, God is witness. Nor of men sought we glory, neither of you, nor yet of others. Um, when, we, when we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherisheth her children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you, not the gospel of God only, but our own souls, because ye were dear unto us. For ye remember, brethren, our labor and travail, for laboring night and day, because we would not be chargeable unto any of you, we preached unto you the gospel of God. Ye are witnesses, and God also, how holy, holy and justly and unblameably we have behaved ourselves among you that believe. And ye know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father doth his children, that ye would walk worthy of God who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. It's a great passage of scripture that we'll be studying today, and so let's pray and ask God to help for, our, for help and help us as, as we are just uh, absorbing God's word and help us to apply it to our own lives, uh, not just to read over it and not just to hear it preached and, uh, and just to move on uh, the same way we came this morning, but that God would work in our lives uh, as he, he wants to every single time we read his word. Uh, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I pray that we would just, uh, today as we are going through this service, God, that you'd speak to our hearts. God, that you would draw us closer to you, that you would show us areas of our life that need to change or areas of our life that, uh, that you want to use, God. And Lord, I, I know you desire to use each and every one of us to, be, uh, to steward your word correctly, uh, to steward the gospel, uh, knowing that we are entrusted with it. God, I pray that we would be good stewards 
of your word and of the gospel, God. I pray for uh, just the, the different things that are taking place right now, even kids' class going on downstairs, and uh, just the, the just thank you for a church that we the, this church that we can have, and we can come, we can fellowship, but we can we can get uh, your word, uh, Lord, in our lives and just uh, spend time studying together. I pray that we would. Uh, just uh, absorb your word today and that you would speak to our hearts and that we would respond. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. God has given us many gifts. And I think you, if you thought about it for, for any length of time, a short period of time, long, long time you, you, would, you would absolutely agree with me uh, that God has given us so much to be thankful for. Uh, and he's given us life. He's given us time. Uh, he's given us family and resources uh, and many, many other things that we could th- be thankful for. Uh, but I believe the greatest gift that he has given to us, and I'm sure that you would agree with me, is, is the gift of the gospel. Uh, that it would be the truth of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, somewhere along the time in your life, hopefully there has been a time when you have recognized the truth of the gospel. And that the fact that Jesus died on the cross... Uh, and he came to this world, he died on the cross, on that old rugged cross, and he uh, rose again that third day uh, to the glory of God. And, and we, we know that to be true. We, we recognize that and we believe in Jesus Christ uh, and for, for forgiveness of our sins and for a home in heaven, we believe the gospel. Uh, and when we think about that truth, when we think about the, the, the truth that we possess that truth, we, we possess it. And the question this morning is very simple. What are we going to do with that? We possess something very valuable. What are we going to do with it? To help us look at that thought, let's look at 2 Corinthians 5.19. I'll have it on the screen as well. It says this, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Uh, when God saved you, he gave you something that's referred to here in this verse as the word of reconciliation. Uh, how many of you would agree with me that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the word of reconciliation? It, it's it, it's the, a lost world can now be reconciled with God the Father. Uh, the, the relationship can be restored. And let's look at verse 4 that we read a moment ago. It says, but we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel. God has placed the gospel in our possession. Uh, Leo, I'll have you come up here in a second. I'll, I'll use you as, as an illustration. Come up to the front here. Uh, but it's crazy how this year is flying by. Uh, and really, it's, 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 um, it's kind of crazy just to, to realize just how quickly time flies. And we are at the end of the summer. I'll just have you stand right here for a second. Uh, and it's, we're almost at the end of the summer. Kids, I don't know if you knew this or not, but school's starting soon. Uh, you can sense the excitement, can't you? It's like, man, they're, they are pumped. They are ready to go. Uh, and uh, another thing starts around the same time, and it, it's, it's, it's football season. And I know we have some hardcore uh, football fans in our church that, um, that take it very seriously, and they get really involved. They follow their teams, and uh, Pastor's one of those. He's a Broncos fan. If you step one step into that room right there, you'll tell very quickly that he is definitely a Broncos fan. Uh, and, uh, and we have a lot, of, a lot of football fans in our church, and... Uh, and uh, but even if you're not a f- huge football fan, you pretty much know the basics of the game. You kind of know what happens. And one of the biggest things that, well, one of the things that uh, most everybody would know is that when a quarterback gets the ball 
and he has a running back, and if there's ever going to be a handoff, if the running back is going to do a running play, the running back is trained, it, it, it learns and, and, and uh, in practices, goes through practices where uh, he knows how to receive the ball, right? right? Leo, you know how to receive the ball, and uh, he, 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 he knows how to receive the ball correctly. When, uh, if there's a transfer, he knows how to hold it tight. And is this one right here? There we go. And there we go. And he knows how to receive it and hold it on tight because when he starts going through that line of scrimmage and the, the play is, in, is, is happening, there are going to be a lot of people on that defense, on that defensive line, whether they are, they are going to do everything within their power to rip that ball out uh, of his hands. They, and they don't want him to have that ball. Uh, they, they, they don't want this guy to, to continue down the field and gaining, gaining yards for his team. Uh, and so this defense is, is doing whatever they can to cause a fumble, all right? And, uh, and, can I tackle No, you can't tackle okay. anybody right now. I, 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 tried, I, I thought tried. about throwing this out, and if, I was, if it was in a room full of teens, I would, but I just, <laughs> I'm afraid I'd hit somebody in the head and I'd be, a, a, I'd be, I'd be bad. All right, so, but uh, anyway, so that, that's, that's, the, that's the, everybody knows that, right? I mean, the, uh, he knows that the, um, the running back would know how to, to receive that ball and protect it. To protect it, it's something very important. If, if, if the ball is lost, uh, it's either a turnover or the 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 uh, the the, the, um, the play is over, and it, that ball is a very important possession in the game of football. And uh, and so you don't want you you don't want to lose that ball, Leo. You don't. I mean, you want to hold on to it tight, and uh, you don't want to fumble the ball. And when we think of the gospel, the Bible says that the word of, it's the word of reconciliation. And it has been committed unto us. This, the, the word of God, it has been committed unto us. It has been given to us. And, and a church, and church, we, we are here this morning because we don't want to fumble the gospel message. We don't want to lose the message. Amen. But we, because we need to get the message to a lost and dying world. Take a look at this football clip with me. Thanks, Leo. Yep. Uh, and and uh, take a look at this football clip with me. And this is what we don't want to do. All right, Dustin, would you play that? (laughs) Sad play. And it's sad to say many churches in our world today that have been given the gospel, that is taking place. Uh, because they have become distracted, because they have become self-centered, uh, they have fumbled the gospel message. While the world is waiting for the gospel, many Christians are fumbling around. They're not getting the gospel out to this, the world. Uh, and so this morning, we need to know that we don't want to fumble the gospel that God has entrusted to us. So we need to ask ourselves, what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? And, and let's look at some thoughts uh, that as we know that we have been entrusted with the gospel. Verse number four, it says once again, it says, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not pleasing men, but God which trieth our hearts. So how can we be wise in stewarding the gospel? How can we be wise in stewarding the gospel? Well, we need to understand, first of all, the privilege, the privilege that we have to be a steward of the gospel. It's a privilege, it says in verse number four, but as we were allowed of God. And it, in it, James chapter one, verse number 17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above 
and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good gift is from the Father above. Do you believe that this morning? Every good thing that we have, it's from God. And, uh, and so the best gift that we have is the gift of Jesus Christ. The best gift is the gift of salvation. And um, number four sa- verse number four says, but we were allowed of God. One of the things that we probably take for granted pr- pretty often is our salvation. We, we just go through life sometimes and we take it for granted, the fact that we are saved, the fact that we know Jesus Christ is our Savior, the, the, the fact that we can have a relationship with our God. And that, that when, when we die, we, we will spend eternity with him in heaven. And that we have that salvation. And sometimes we take that for granted. I mean, another thing we probably take for granted is the fact that we live in America. We live in America where we have the freedom to come to church and hold a Bible in our hands. And we, we, we were able to go out and tell people openly about the gospel and to, and to, uh, to, to, um, to to meet in public and not be ashamed and not be or, or, or scared for our lives because, because of, uh, of, of the, the freedoms that we possess here in this nation. There are many parts of the world that are hostile to Christianity uh, and where it's illegal to do what we're doing right now. It's illegal to witness. Um, we support places, missionaries that go to places like that, that, that we, we know that, uh, I won't talk about them online, but because uh, we're, we're live streaming, we have missionaries that go to places in, in different parts of the world where it is absolutely illegal, where their, their, their lives would be uh, threatened if, and, uh, and, and, uh, and the, church, the church or the, the uh, meeting of, of the, the, the local church would be uh, shut down if anything were to, uh, if any authorities knew about it. Uh, and... Um, yet we have been allowed, we have been given and privileged with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If my good friend here, Brian, uh, he went and bought a brand new Tesla, okay? He went and bought a brand new Tesla, and uh, this is the newest Tesla out there, the, the Model, Model S, I think it is, the plaid one. Uh, anyway, so it, it's, a, it, it's a, an amazing car, vehicle, and, and it's... I mean, it, you would be a lucky guy if he had that vehicle, and uh, any of us would be happy to drive it around for him, right? Uh, and it, let's say he went on vacation, and uh, he went. And while he was on vacation, uh, he told me, Robert, you know, since you're a good, such a good friend, uh, and uh, and we're such good buddies and uh, whatnot, uh, I'm going to let you have the vehicle while I'm gone. Just you can drive it around, do what you need to do with it, and uh, enjoy it, and take just enjoy the vehicle while I'm gone. I'll be gone for a few weeks. Uh, and so, man, I was pretty excited because, I mean, I, I, this is a nice vehicle. This would be a fun time. Uh, and so I'm entrusted with this car. And, uh, and while he's out of town, while he's on vacation, I proceeded to take it maybe out to the sand dunes and, uh, and go off-roading uh, and, you know, just have a good time out there and, and, and go, go over, over the, the jumps and just, just have a good time with that. Uh, and if it was still intact, I'd go over to, uh, on, on this Wednesday, we're having the demo derby, uh, and uh, take it out to the demo derby and uh, enjoy, enjoy it, uh, crashing some cars out there and just really have a good time. We go every year, and it's absolutely hilarious just to watch some of these cars crashing into each other. We have some people from our church that are involved in this, so if you're going, cheer them on. Uh, the pews are going to be involved in that. Uh, but I, I took his car out, and, and uh, I had... I, 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 did what every other car did uh, at the demo derby, and Brian came back in town. Uh, I think I'd have some explaining to do. 
uh, I think I, I would have to kind of give an account for the condition of his vehicle. Um, it was not how he left it. Uh, it was, there, are some, there are some differences now. Uh, let's just say I don't think I would be trusted with his cars anymore when he went on vacation. I, I don't think he would ever even think of, of loaning me anything of his uh, if, if that had taken place. Uh, and uh, I believe that every one of us will give an account one day for, to the Lord for our lives. Uh, we must all, the Bible says that we must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And God, who has been so good to us to give us so many blessings and entrust us with the gospel, I believe we will give an account for, for how we've handled his trust, how we've handled it. Having the gospel is such a great privilege. So notice, it's, it's also a trust. It's, it's, we have been entrusted by God. We live in a day when people are constantly trying to figure out the motives of other people. Uh, people try to guess why, he's do, why you're doing something or uh, what makes you tick or, or uh, why does he do that or what does he get out of it. Um, and that's very true in the realm of religion as well. Uh, people are suspicious of religion. And, um, and they, they, people are, no doubt, they were wondering what people back in Paul's day were wondering what Paul's motive was. And um, what was he doing? Why was he doing what he did? In verse number four, uh, I want you to see his motive for ministry, uh, for preaching and spreading the gospel. It says, but as we are allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. I believe his motive, the motive that kept the apostle Paul going, uh, in no doubt was absolutely the love of Christ. But here in this verse, one of the overwhelming motives in his heart was the truth that we are studying here this morning. He felt greatly privileged to be entrusted with the gospel. It, he realized what he had was a privilege. It wasn't something that he, it was something he shouldn't take for granted. And in verse first. Corinthians 4.2, it says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. He felt greatly privileged, Paul did, to be entrusted with something. He desired simply just to be a good steward of it. He, he desired to be a good steward of what he had been, been given. And in what I just read in 1 Corinthians 4, it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. God's saying here, I have given what I have given you I have allowed you to be entrusted with the gospel. Now I require of you that you be faithful, that you be faithful. And it's, it, uh, so um, how many of you understand that we are all, all of us, we are all stewards? Every single one of us in this room, we are stewards. Either we are wise or wasteful, but we are all stewards. 1 Corinthians 4.2, again, it says, Moreover, it is required in stewards, that's you, that's me and you, that a man be found faithful. So if I know how to be saved, if I have been entrusted with the gospel, I am, and I am not actively in the distribution business of getting the gospel out, then I am not a wise steward because I'm not investing the gospel into the lives of others. And the privilege of stewarding the gospel is something that we need to think and meditate upon. We miss the blessing when we, and we, we, will, we will give an account for those missed opportunities because we did not take God's word literally when it says it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. 
God says, I want you to be found faithful in investing my word into the lives of others. This week, we are kicking off at our church a great season of ministry where we, as a church, not just staff or not just a few select few, where there's opportunities as a whole to be involved in reaching outside of these four walls into our city, into the lives of people that live in this city, and just doing whatever we can just to uh, let people know that, number one, there's a church that loves them and that, that, that loves God and knows what Jesus has done in, in their lives and that wants that for others and is just actively telling others about Jesus Christ through uh, getting out there, through the different various outreaches that we have, the fair booth, we're starting that out. And then we have, uh, we have the uh, youth rally that we're hosting where many teenagers will come and we have lots of people involved in that. Uh, and donuts and doors where we just go door to door giving out invitations and, and giving people invitations to our church and each one has the gospel message on it. Uh, the first responders barbecues that we're gonna be doing, the, the uh, business outreaches that, we, that take place, the night on the grass, something that we'll be doing that we'll be talking about here soon. And our Community Sunday, all, all uh, culminating with that Community Sunday, it's just a great season of ministry uh, where uh, lots of things are taking place, not so that we can just pack the calendar and just uh, and be busy, busy, busy and just, uh, and just have lots of things to do. Uh, no, so that people can know about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And rather than moan about the fact that we have all these outreaches or try to come up with a reason or excuse not to be involved, we ought to thank God that we are in a church that, that is, we are in a church that reaches out to people with the gospel and say, hey, sign me up. I, I want to be involved. I, what can I do to help with, uh, with some of these? I just want to be involved. Uh, just a week and a half ago, I had a man come into our church and just our, our church office, and hey, said, "Hey, uh, I go to a church in town, and, and they don't have they don't have any outreaches. They don't they don't go they don't go uh, door to door. They don't do any of that stuff. And uh, I don't they, we don't do that. So can I can I go with you guys? <laughs> you know, and this they just somebody that was just saying, hey, I want to be involved in that kind of thing. Uh, and I'm so thankful." that our pastor has led us in this area. I'm so thankful that we have a pastor that is, is thinking outside, outside of these walls and thinking about people that need the gospel. And, and we just need to be followers and just say, rec- recognize uh, that this is God's plan for our church. That's, this is God's plan for each and every one of us to, be, uh, to recognize the privilege that we have. We should all say, Lord, help me today. Help me this week to not squander your investment in my life to recognize the privilege that we have to have the gospel. So not only the privilege, I want us to secondly look at the priority. The priority that we have in stewarding the gospel. In verse number four, it says, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God which trieth our hearts. The priority of stewardship, of the stewardship of the gospel involves, first of all, speaking to men. Speaking to men. Uh, this is what happens. It's a, it's a priority. If, if you're going to be one that stewards the gospel correctly, uh, and the priority will be speaking to men. Uh, God says, when I give you financial blessings, uh, and he says it in the parable of the talents. He talks, he talks about it when Jesus was talking about this parable. Uh, I don't want you to hide it in the ground. I don't want you to hide those financial blessings in the ground. I want you to invest it. Uh, and I want you to be wise in investing what I have given you. And he, he corrects the, the, man, the man that was a steward of, 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 what, of the, the financial blessings. He'd be buried in the ground. He, and Jesus corrected that man uh, for, for doing that because he was squandering that investment. Uh, and uh, he wants, Jesus wants us to invest things uh, in uh, what he has given to us. That would be the financial ap- application. 
But in the sense of the gospel, the way we invest the gospel is not to go to the bank and uh, open a safety deposit box and, and grab our Bible and grab any uh, gospel tracts and put them in the, the safety deposit box and lock it up and say, man, we're good. We're taken care of. Uh, and I'm, an, I'm d- d- making an investment here uh, in the future. Uh, that's, not what, that's not how we invest the gospel. The way we invest the gospel is by sharing it with somebody else. It's that simple. Uh, the, and Paul said, since I have been allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak. Um, the apostle Paul was bold in, to speak the gospel. Look at verse 2, and it kind of gives us a background of what's taking place here. And it really just give, introduces you to what Paul went through prior to 1 Thessalonians. Uh, the church at Thessalonica was established by the Apostle Paul, and it was on his second missionary journey that he established it. But before coming to Thessalonica, he went to a place uh, uh, the, uh, called Ephesus, and he went there, and he um, preached the gospel. And if you know anything about it, I think it's in Acts, uh, I think, 16, uh, you would know exactly uh, what, what took place when he went to Ephesus, well, he preached the gospel. Lydia got saved. Uh, uh, the Philippian jailer got saved. But before the Philippian jailer got saved, something happened. He was thrown in jail. He was beaten. He, he, was, he, he was tortured uh, for, for, for just preaching the gospel of God. He, he was, uh, in, in, the, in verse 2 it says, But even after that we suffered before and were shamefully entreated, as you know, at Philippi. Uh, but we were bold in, bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel. I think I said Ephesus, I meant Philippi. Uh, but we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. And so Paul, when he was in Philippi, he was uh, thrown, into, uh, thrown into jail. He was beaten for, for just preaching the gospel. Um, and it says here that he, uh, that he was shamefully entreated. He suffered before. And, but he says what we did after going through all that, and I'm sure for him it was a very horrific experience and not something that he enjoyed at all. I don't think anybody in this room would say, sign me up for that. Uh, it, uh, it's, it's, after going through that, they got up, they brushed themselves off, and they went to the next city, and guess what they did? The exact same thing. They preached the same message in the same way at Thessalonica that they had preached at Philippi. Is bold. Can I just say some of you have tried soloing, you've tried witnessing, you've tried telling a friend or a neighbor, coworker about Jesus Christ, about what God has done in your life, and let's just say it didn't go very well. Uh, let's just say maybe you did not get the expected result. Uh, maybe it was not received with as much excitement as you thought it might have been uh, received with. And you, you I mean, you, you prayed about it and you wanted, you wanted to tell this person that, that you'd been praying for about Jesus Christ. And uh, maybe you, what you got in return was hatred or you got uh, turned down or just... Uh, it was just shameful for you or for whatever, the, for, for whatever reason. It did, did not go well. Can I just tell you from Paul's, can I encourage you from Paul's testimony? Go tell another person. Try again to tell them about Jesus Christ, even that same person. Uh, and that's what Paul did. He went from Philippi to Thessalonica and there he was bold to tell people about the gospel. This matter of speaking to men is not always easy, but it's right. 
Paul said in, in Acts 20, 24, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Sometimes the reason that we don't witness more is because we think more of ourselves than we do of our God. And Paul said, none of these trials, they, they don't move me. Uh, because of this reason, neither count I my life dear unto myself that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received. What, what was his ministry? Uh, it is to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. That's the ministry. We are speaking to men the good news. Even when trials come, even when it's not easy, we are speaking to men. But also we are speaking to men with a pure heart. In verse number three, it says, for our exhortation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanness, nor in guile. We weren't doing these things to show off. We weren't doing this to get attention for ourselves. It wasn't about deceit. It wasn't about trying to beguile and trick others. Um, if you have been with us for the past Sundays when Pastor has gotten up here and preached, he's going through a series in, in Colossians. And uh, he's going through in the world, not of it. And, and 1 Corinthians, my bad. Colossians, I, my, my brain's not working. I know where he's at. 1 Corinthians. And, uh, and he's, he's been going through that. Uh, and he, he's been talking about for the, the Corinthians, the, in, uh, in, in there, he's been talking about the different temple, the t- temples that were there in that major uh, city. Uh, and um, he, um, uh, he kind of spent some time talking about how uh, like a wicked city it was and just how just the Roman, uh, the, just the influences that were there. But uh, he talked about some of the temples that were there and how in those temples, the, the, to those false gods, uh, there was all kinds of, uh, things going on, but the Thessalonica was not much different than the Temple of Apollo. The, the, there was the, uh, the was not much different than than the the, the Corinthians. Uh, it, it, it was there was the Temple of Apollo. There was the Temple of Zeus, and uh, these temples had various types of people that were so-called priests that would get up and they would. Uh, they would get up and they would try to beguile men. They would try to trick men into uh, this false religion. And Paul would speak, speaks against that. He, he, he would speak against that. And he said, uh, that's not the basis of my ministry, of his ministry. His ministry was done with a pure heart. It was not done to trick men into believing something. Uh, his ministry was done with a pure heart. His ministry was also, it was done with a passion in sharing the message. Uh, in verse number nine, it says, For ye remember, brethren, our labor and travail, laboring night and day, because we would, we, we, we would not be chargeable to any of you. We preached unto you the gospel of God. Uh, he was passionate. You, you get this anytime you read through anything written by the Apostle Paul in just accounting or the Acts talking about the, uh, the missionary journeys that he went through. Uh, he was passionate. And... Listen, we've always got to get back to that. Who have you spoken to recently about Jesus? Just sharing your faith. Just, just talking about what Jesus has done, done in your life. You've been entrusted with the gospel. We have been allowed to be put in trust with the gospel. We have been privileged to have the Bible and the tools at our fingertips uh, for sharing the gospel. 
But now we must take that privilege and make it a priority. Paul said, I've got to speak to men. But let, let's notice also, I've got to please God. I've got to please God. And, and but we were, it's in verse number four, he says, but we were allowed of God not to be, uh, to, allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. Uh, Paul's desire was not that everyone would be impressed with him and his speech, and, just, and uh, it would be that Christ would be exalted and that he would please God by sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That was his priority, and that not that people would look at him and say, man, wow, look at that guy. Wow. After going through all that, you're still up for preaching, and, and, and you're, you're, after going through all the things that you went through, you're still sticking with it. Man, Paul, good job, Paul, and, and, and stick with it, man, and, and uh, you put him on a pedestal, and not, none of that. That was not his goal. That was not his motive. His priority was pleasing God. I hope this morning that you have seen the privilege of stewardship. Because we have been allowed to be put in trust with the gospel. How many are in this room, would you say, raise your hand and say, I'm thankful that you have been, I've been allowed to be put in trust with the gospel. Uh, I would agree with that. I'm, I'm thankful for that. And if you believe it is a privilege, let me say this, you will make it a priority. If you were given front row tickets to, let's say, just because we're in Washington, let's say like the Seattle Seahawks or... Uh, and or you were given front row tickets to a Mariners game or, or something like that, maybe or your favorite team, okay, for those of you that would be like, Ugh. you know, so it, you're to your favorite team, uh, you were given something of that matter, I mean, some, something that you, you would hold highly as is something being uh, valuable to you, and you, somebody gave them to you, and if it's something that is, 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 has been entrusted to you that is uh, valuable of, of that kind of nature to you, you would not take, Take those, maybe throw them on the ground. Say, oh, I don't want those. You throw them in the trash, and I don't care about those. Or just put them in a stack of papers that you'll never see, it, or you never, you won't go through for four years in that junk drawer. Uh, it, no, the, those those things you're going to take take them, and and you're going to recognize that's a privilege. It's a privilege. And so you're going to make it a priority in your life. You're going to be there. You're going to have plans. You're going to have plans for that whole day. Maybe even staying overnight, and just make. You're going to make plans around that because it's a priority. I mean, it's it's a privilege to it's a privilege to to have those kind of things. Uh, it's nice. It's 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 uh, something that you'd be happy to have. You'd make it a priority because you believe it to be a privilege. So let's notice thirdly that we very quickly this morning the product of steward the gospel, stewarding the gospel, the product, and uh, and so what happens when people are good stewards of the gospel? What, what is the product that takes place when men and women make a priority of the gospel? Well, first of all, let's look at what happens is the word of God is delivered. The word of God, it's delivered. Uh, Paul passionately and deliberately delivered the gospel message. Would you agree? He, he, he passionately preached the gospel without ceasing. And, and he, he, he took God's word to the people of Thessalonica. It wasn't a half-hearted thing. It wasn't some okay. If I get around to it, I'll do it. If it's if it fits in on my really busy schedule, he was a tent maker as well, and he had lots of things going on. He did things to help uh, not be a burden to other people, and, and uh, he he was uh, he had a lot going on, and he didn't say okay. If I get around to it, I'll 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 do it. Uh, and no, he, it was it, it wasn't that kind of thing. It was. 
if you look in verse number seven, and then verse through nine, it talks about it. But we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherished her children, so being, so being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of God only, but are also our own souls, because we were, you were dear unto us. Verse number nine, for ye remember, brethren, our labor and travail, for laboring night and day because we would not be chargeable unto any of you, we preached unto you the gospel of God. Uh, let me say this quote. People don't know how much, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And if we are gonna be ones that passionately deliver God's word because it's a, it's, it is a priority in our lives, well, we have to care. We have to, we, it has to be a, something that, uh, it, it, that, that is, is a big deal to us. And the, the, the message, the product will be the, the word of God will be delivered. It will happen. It, it's, it's like, it's, if, it's a, if it's a priority, the, the product will be, the God, God's word will be delivered to people you know, to friends that you come in contact with, to neighbors, strangers. It, it's, it's just the product. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's obvious how much the apostle Paul cared. And the product was that the word of God was delivered. And if we will if it will be delivered when we make it, make stewarding the gospel a priority. Also, let's look at this quickly. Is the word of God, uh, when the product of, of, of stewarding the gospel correctly will be that the word of God will be received. And it says in verse 13, if you would, I don't have it on, I might have it on screen, I don't know. Uh, in verse number 13, it says, for this cause also thank we God without ceasing. Because when ye received the word of God, which ye have heard of us, ye received it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. The church of Thessalonica, these people had received the word of God. And they received it as it actually was, in truth, the very word of God. Not the words of men, not the words of Paul. Uh, and by the way, that's how we receive it today. Um, and the test of how we actually received it today is whether or not you leave from this place telling others about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if it's just another Sunday morning, weekly checklist kind of thing, just getting over with, and, and, uh, and you're, not, you're not going to really feel privileged. You're not gonna really feel the privilege it is to, be, to have the word of God. And we are not going to make soul winning the priority that it needs to be. But if this is God's word and we are receiving it, then we will make it a priority because we believe it is the word of God, not the words of men. It will be received. Um, and in our hearts, and, it, and also the product will be of, of somebody that is a steward of the word of God as well, a steward of the gospel, it will be received by others as well. And so... If you believe it to be a privilege, and I'm, I'm done here, if you believe it to be a privilege, you will make it a priority. And that will bring about the product of the word being delivered and received. Wouldn't it be great to hear stories this coming week of just friends and neighbors or coworkers or people at the fair that, that heard the gospel and they received it? Uh, wouldn't it be great to hear uh, stories of, of that neighbor that you've been praying for uh, finally trusting Jesus Christ as their savior. Uh, and just maybe somebody come in here, just you, you see them and, and they, they come up to you, hey, let me tell you what happened last week. 
I, 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 let me just tell you, it's, it's, it's an awesome story of, of what God did uh, through, uh, through this conversation that I, I was able to have. And wouldn't it be great to hear some stories like that this next, next coming week of, of people that were lost, that, were, that didn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. If they were to die, they'd spend eternity separated from him. Uh, it, but the, the, they took, they received what God had for them the gospel of Jesus Christ, and, and accepted it into their life. Uh, it would be awesome. Let's not, let's not fumble the gospel. Let's, let's, this week, let's, let's make sure that we, re, we realize what we have, it's a privilege. We've been entrusted with the gospel. And, and we will, let's make it a priority. Let's not forget about it. Let's not just get, sometimes we can get, go through weeks and weeks and weeks so busy, so, so busy thinking about what I got to get done at home, what I got to get done at work, and, and things, that are, the, things that are going on around, around me, and, and fo- so focused on every single thing that's taking place in your life, but not really, forget, not really remembering the most important thing. Not remembering the fact, the, the fact that what we have is the truth of the gospel. Who can I talk about with? Who can I, who can I share, share it with? Who, how, how can I be a good steward of what God has given to me? This week, let's not fumble the gospel. Let's be good stewards. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope it's been an encouragement to you. And if you'd like any further information about our church, we'd like to encourage you to visit mlbc.church.